wasn't that gay. It wasn't Top Gun gay. Oh, oh, I can, I can certainly spew more garbage. <laughs> Can't get you to stop eating on the show. Oh, yeah, it was shit, but it was tasty shit. Past Eugene apparently is a son of a bitch. Picked up a copy, now they're out of print, as is the company. Oh, I defy you to watch that movie. Hello everyone, welcome to Movie Freaks. Not the only podcast on the net this week that is delighted school is starting and it will soon be safe to return to the cinema. During the day, on non-senior discount days. I'm Eric Warner. And I'm Eugene Weaver. (laughs) Crunch, Uh, crunch, crunch. What's going on? Yeah, I'll take a ticket for the movie that starts in five minutes. (laughs) Yep. That's the way it is. How's it going, man? Good. It's going quite well. Yeah. Long time no regular podcast. This is regular podcast time. Mm-hmm. Getting back in the swing of things now. And now no, that- we don't have Steven on tonight because we're still hammering out some tech issues, but he'll be on soon, and, and our schedules are out of control the for the next week or two because of, well, at least for me, because of school starting. I've got to- Yeah, no, me too. Getting three kids acclimated back into school, especially when one is starting preschool for the first time and the other one is starting kindergarten every day. You know, last year he was just two days. Now he's every day. And uh, organizing the adult schedules for picking said kids up. <sighs> it's just, it's it's bonkers. If I, I, I literally have to make three by five cards of what my hourly schedule is for the day, just so I don't forget something. It's like, I gotta leave by this time, I got this kid's going here, I gotta be back by this time so that I can get this kid to volleyball, and get this kid to the open house, and then get this kid to soccer, and... Holy shit, do these next two weeks blow. (laughs) But we're still able to do a podcast. Miraculously. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and tonight's podcast is gonna, since we haven't been off, since we've been off for a while, it's going to be, uh, roulette and recently watched. And I've got shit to talk about. Oh, me too. I watched. I literally, I don't even know where to begin. I'm like, good stuff or slop or mediocre meh. What's this? We're just gonna do a whole, yeah, a whole happy meal of, of, I'm not sure where I'm going with that, but, uh, (laughs) it's a happy meal. You get that shit ass cheeseburger, but you might get a cool toy. Yes, and the French fries are still good, so it's kind of, you know, the crap then. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's the way we'll do recently watched, since we have so much stuff in there. We'll do uh, twofers. Okay. So then you can do one good one, one bad one. We'll just bounce back and forth like that. Yeah. All right. Though I've been on a pretty good stretch lately of good stuff, so uh, it might not be good and bad for me, just mostly good. Anyway. Also, uh, hey, in other news... I have gone to a new notebook. This is notebook number three for the Movie Freaks, and I did not check who started, whose turn it was to have the pole position last regular episode, so I'm giving it to you. Okay. Uh, uh, roulette, where we dive into the ocean of cinema and try and find those gems in the rough. Last regular episode, it was Hell Baby up against Backcountry. Go ahead and tell me about Backcountry. Okay. Um, You know... Going into this one, it, with so many of these, it starts out, I'm like, ah, oh, it's, it's well shot. I see that. Okay, here we go. Acting is adequate. This is probably pretty low budget. And then I started to get into it more and more. Um, fairly simple story. A couple go 
camping in the woods and they stumble across, across a giant, uh, bear that is territorial and kind of basically an hour and a half long version of Leonardo DiCaprio's mauling scene from Revenant. Obviously done better in Revenant, but you get the, the idea. Yeah, that's uh, but, not a bad thing. Yeah, no, it, exactly. I will say this is a good survival thriller type movie. I, I quite enjoyed it. It's pretty straightforward, but the bear stuff is really good. It's shot very, very well for one of those newer type movies, but uh, the, one of those newer movies that only has a few people in the cast. There's not many cast members, to, obviously, to keep the budget lower, but what's on screen is really, really good. It's tense and suspenseful. It's, it's again, we haven't done the roulette for a while now, so I'm having a bit of a hard time remembering <laughs> everything that happened, but it, that's not a bad, I mean, I, while I watched it, I'm like, this is totally enjoyable. I'm, I'm liking what I'm seeing. It's, I'm not bored. Um, having said that, it probably could have used a little bit of trimming to get going on the, you know, to get to the good stuff. It was, there was a lot of setup, but once the payoff happens, it was worth the watch. Definitely. Cool. Well, I will definitely keep it on the queue. Yeah, you should. It's, again, I don't think that's an October movie for you. I would save those for straight up horror movies, but this is a good, what do I watch that's, you know, fun or well shot that I can enjoy for an hour and a half and then forget that's this movie. I'll watch it. I've watched far worse. Uh, okay. Over on my side, hell baby. An expectant couple who moves into the most haunted house in New Orleans, call upon the services of the Vatican's elite exorcism team to save them from a demonic baby. This is a comedy horror movie, obviously. Stars Rob Corddry, that's how you say his name, mm-hmm. Leslie Bibb, who you would recognize if you saw, Keegan-Michael Key. Oh, Key and Peele. Yes, that guy. And a bunch of people from Reno 911. That's a good thing? It's a very good thing. You should definitely watch this movie. Uh, you are less picky on comedy horror than I am. Yeah. I, I The first half of this movie, I was all in. I was like, this is hilarious. There were more than a few times I was howling with laughter. Uh, it was really cracking me up. It, it's like a it's like a spoof movie. Um, not scary movie, fart humor level of spoofy, at, for the most part. But like Reno 911 horror comedy spoof movie. You know what I mean? Oh, yes. I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, I, how long is this thing? Because here's the thing about the halfway mark. I was like, this is this is really funny. Ninety eight minutes. This should have been Mm -hmm. more like seventy eight minutes. Like it goes on just a bit too long with the same kind of jokes getting recycled. I I do give this movie a thumbs up and I think you will enjoy it more than me. And it just there was a lull kind of in the second act where it was like, let's go. Come on, pick it up. But. As far as comedy horror go, which is, for me, few and far between that I think are thumbs up. Totally passable. You will like this movie. I, I could see you buying buying this movie. Uh, very funny exorcist ripoff. And by the time the, the baby finally gets there, all hell breaks loose. But the only problem is that it's like the last ten minutes. And they should have moved that up. I don't know. There was just like 15 minutes in there that were shaky. 
or slow or how yeah. I don't for me anyway. Uh, but for you who is easier on that specific subgenre, I think you will be good to go. I think you will really enjoy this movie. It's definitely R rated. Uh, nudity, gore. It's pretty damn funny. I gotta say. And okay. you, you, that, I don't know much about Key and Peele other than a couple of clips I've seen here and there. I haven't watched the show. He's hilarious. And he just kind of randomly pops up and it feels very, uh, what's the word? Improvy, kind of. Totally works. Works way better than even the scary movie stuff does. It's nice. Oh, you've totally sold me on this. Reno 911, the movie itself was hysterical. And I recall that movie was, now I could be wrong, but I think that that had a pretty short runtime, which I really liked. It moved quick. I didn't even know they had a movie. I've only watched the the show. Oh, the movie is so funny. Oh, wow. Yeah. I bet. I I love the show. And, but all of those people show up here in different roles. The, The main couple cops from that show are priests in this one. And they're, Freaking hilarious. And I, I, it just goes on a little too long. Yeah. It's just, yeah, whatever. But it's still, I give this one a thumbs up. And I'm actually kind of surprised. Did this get a theatrical? Oh, man. If it I, did, I never it was. Heard of it before yeah. The roulette. And I wonder you know if what? This was... Uh, this was better than the last couple spoof movies that I saw trailers for. Hmm. Uh, I guess movie, I'm reviewing movies I haven't actually seen just based on the trailer. But those movies looked like shit. And this was funny. So. <laughs> yeah. Oh, good. Uh, well, wow. It sounds like a coming back from a kind of a hiatus. We had two solid roulettes, which yeah, means the, uh, uh, well, here we go. Uh, <laughs> well, and the, and the funny thing was that like I didn't watch my roulette because I knew we were going on break, so I just kind of forgot about it. And then we started talking about the pod again, and I was like, oh shit, I still haven't watched my. I was what was my roulette? Did I like it? I can't even remember it. Oh, that's because I haven't watched it yet. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so I only watched it about uh, a week ago, <laughs> but Hey, it, it, there you go. Thumbs up. Hell baby. And yeah, it's right up your alley. Great. I'm uh, looking forward to watching that one. That sounds like that actually sounds like an evening, like later in the evening type movie too. I watched it over a couple of sittings, uh, just because it was the voodoo free thing and yeah, life's been crazy. Okay. Next round. Okay. Heading back to the roulette is. Cat fight. Um, there are a few that I was surprised you didn't throw my way. I actually no. hesitated on throwing your way because I thought, "Ooh, maybe he'll throw it towards me because I want to watch it." But eh. um, if it's the one I'm thinking of, I watched it. <clears throat> New Mirror Pace. Yes. Damn it! I I watched it. Uh, review to to uh, come shortly here. Uh, yeah. I'm not going to throw that one your way because it's sci-fi based. So I'm like, yeah, he'll be harder on it than I will. (laughs) (laughs) I'll get into that review soon. Cat Fight from 2016. Comedy drama. Uh, Rivalry between two former college friends comes to a head when they both attend the same glamorous event. And um, this movie was... Oh, oh, there you go. This movie was directed by Honor... Tukel, um, who I guess was the star, uh, well, hold on here. He was the main guy from Summer of Blood, which was a roulette of mine, and I, did he direct it too? He did direct it. Um, I hated that movie with a, with a, like a venomous, evil, 
deep-seated <laughs> passion. However, this might be good. <laughs> he says yeah. as he puts it my way. Yeah, Anne Heche is in it and Alicia, uh, Alicia Silverstone's in it. So they've got name actors in it. Uh, I just, that, that Summer of Blood movie was way too we're smarter than you type. Like people don't actually act like that and it bothered me. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, but I like Anne Heche, so there's that. Um, next up for you is, oh, here we go. This is, this is the one that I was hoping you'd throw my way. I actually had planned to like three weeks ago, and then I, I forgot about, it's on my queue, but I forgot about it, and then, yeah, well, I found yeah. you plenty of other things. Uh, Boyka, Undisputed, starring, you guessed it, Scott Atkins. Yeah, the Undisputed movies kick ass. I I don't think I've watched one that I did not like. It's just bone-crunchingly violent uh, fight stuff in prisons. And he's, I think that Scott Atkins is just cool. Uh, so oh, anyway... He, oh, wait, friend of show. You don't have to tell me. Yeah, he's... <laughs> uh, okay, and then last but not least... The, well, maybe at least... Uh, K... L Zombie? Um, there it is. 2013 uh, tells the tale of soccer Nippus, who becomes a reluctant hero when a zombie outbreak robs him of the only life he knows. Oh, comedy horror thriller. Yeah, so, and from Malaysia, I think, maybe, or something? Uh, yes, it is from Malaysia. There you go. This is the roulette, folks. Yes, it is. Okay, coming your way is a whole bunch of things that sound better than two of those movies. Okay, uh, The Transfiguration. And I- I'm adding this on there because it-, it is a roulette, but I've actually heard some good things about this uh, from online friends in the last okay. week or two. Obsessed with vampires and on a dangerous path, a troubled but self-aware 14-year-old New Yorker with a taste for blood sees a chance for redemption. Uh, Black Sight Delta, this is going to be your most roulette roulette, because I didn't watch a trailer or anything. I know nothing about this one. After discovering that their secret military prison is under attack by terrorists, a ragtag group of inmates does their best to neutralize the enemy. And I gave you two uh, solid picks this week. I'm giving you four, but I'm giving you two for a reason. Uh, Desierto, I probably am mispronouncing the shit out of that. A Mexican man trying to reunite with his son, along with others attempting to illegally enter the U.S., become the prey of a deranged vigilante. And this is that one has... Uh, shit, I don't have it in front of me. But that one has legit actors in it. Gail Garcia Bernal and Jeffrey Dean Morgan. And that one has a decent runtime as well, I do believe. Hold yeah. On. I think that one was reasonable. Hour and 27 minutes. Oh, well, there you go. And lastly, but I wanted to throw this one on there, too, because I'm going to probably watch this one regardless, but it's 120 minutes, so it's a little longer. Gold, a hapless but driven prospector, pursues wealth and fame by teaming up with a mysterious geologist to search for gold in Indonesia with Ryan... uh, Ryan. Uh, I'm going on. Matthew McConaughey and uh, other people. It looked fantastic. I watched several trailers of that one, and that one has got to be good. But anyway, I decided to throw you four because that's two very dodgy who-knows movies and two that I think are going to be safe bets. But I figured four is a... That that makes up for it. Okay. You, you have Sounds options. Good. Sounds good. Yeah. Good uh, good spread there. You're up first. Okay. Um, 
I would normally take gold, which is probably the surefire pick, but the two-hour runtime in my schedule right now, nah. Um, however, uh, the des- how the desert thing, whatever. Uh, Desierto, that's how yes. I pronounce Desierto, it. Desierto, that's going to be the win right there. Cool. Yep, that sounds good. Um, I will say Black Sight Delta kind of looked interesting too, but nah. nah. <laughs> you don't have to tell me. I, I watched a, a couple of trailers from things on my queue this week of new things that Netflix added. I was like, ooh, that's a decent... The, the girl from Species, what's her name? She had a horror movie come on Netflix. Natasha, Natasha Hen, Henstridge? Henstridge, or, I think so, yeah. yeah. But she had some home invasion thing come on Netflix. And I was like, ooh, that's prime Eugene roulette material. And then I happened to cross the trailer on YouTube and I watched it and it... Holy God. I was like, get this thing off my queue as fast as possible because that is just garbage. Just, you can tell from the trailer that it is, oh, it's so bad. <sighs> anyway. No I, idea what it was called though, cause as Eugene runs to Netflix. <laughs> oh, good luck with that. It, I dare you to survive the trailer. I really do. I didn't. I, I wow. got two thirds of the way through it and I was like, nope, you are off my queue. Even the trailer was cut like, high school editing I made a movie here's a bunch of text coming at the screen really bad cheesy is it called The Black Room? yep that's it yeah yeah, I know you're good but please watch that trailer because it's awesome (laughs) Uh, okay you're going to take Desiert I'll take uh, Boyega Undisputed I was definitely going to throw that one your way it just I, I had a few things pop up recently on Netflix that were a little more horror-themed that I thought, well, there you go. Yeah. Good deal. All right. All right. There's the roulette. Next week, or next time we record, God knows, will be Boyega Undisputed. What is that? Undisputed 4? I think so. So I've watched 2, and now I'm going to watch 4. Oh, you didn't watch part 3? I don't know. Which one was the good one with him? Was that 3? There was, uh, I think part, oh man, part 2 was he was the bad guy, and then part 3 he was the good guy. I uh, yeah. Let me go, let me go look here. I know that you told me to watch Undisputed Two as Last Man Standing with uh, Michael J. White. Redemption was my favorite one. That was the best and one. And see, I think that's where I jumped on. I think I watched the first one years ago. And with Wesley Snipes, and I was yep. just kind of like, man, that was a direct-to-video kind of thing. Remember when direct-to-video used to be in term? Now it's not a thing anymore? No, it's <laughs> not a thing at all. Now it's direct-to-streaming, I guess. Yeah. But, yep. uh, yeah, I don't think I watched part two. I think I just want part three, and that and one was awesome. Yes, part three was great. I actually have that one on Blu-ray. I don't even remember it now, but I'll go for four. Yeah, part uh, the first one was Ving, wasn't Ving, yeah, Ving Rhames yeah, and Wesley and Snipes. Wesley Snipes. Yeah. yeah, that was a theatrical release too. It was. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, I didn't know that. Hmm. Yeah, it was right towards the tail end of Wesley Snipes before he got in trouble and went to jail mm-hmm. for a while, which was bullshit and unfortunate. Anyway, next week will be Boyega undisputed up against Desierto, which kind of sounds like a dessert you have in the desert. Yep. At what point do you think uh, Scott Atkins is going to start aging? Because the guy is, like, just chiseled out of marble. Like, how is that guy not a professional wrestler? 
uh, he, he's like Wesley Snipes, actually. He is immortal. Yeah, it's so weird. Like, the guy looks like he did 10 years ago or better. I, 10? Wesley Snipes looks like he did in... Right now, he looks like he did in Passenger 57. I mean, that he looks the same. That's it's, so weird. It's amazing. Bravo to them, I guess. Yeah, black don't crack, I guess. <laughs> That's yeah. what they say. I mean, shit. It, he is the <laughs> proof of that. Yeah. He rules. I follow him on Twitter. I message him every now and then. And I think he even, I think he even liked one of my tweets at one point. Oh, really? Oh, cool. Yeah. That's awesome. I know that Scott Atkins did. I think he even replied to it. That's right. I talked to Scott Atkins. No, not really. He just acknowledged me on the Tweedly tweets. On the tweets. Which is, yeah. is, is irrelevant. Yeah. <laughs> no, so, I really do like him, though. He's awesome. I would love to see him, him get, like, I know that we've talked about this before, but I would, I'd like to see him get kind of a bigger role. I know that the acting chops may not be there, and I know that he's been, he was a side henchman guy in one of the Expendables movie, I think part two with Van Damme. Yeah. But, uh, I, I don't know. I just he seems like in real life he'd probably be a really cool guy. I agree, and his acting chops are more than adequate. I would say I've watched more than a few of his movies on uh, both the roulette and just out, out of free will, and he's pretty awesome, man. I, he's had a, a couple of stinkers, but he's not the problem with those movies. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, what was that one? Was it Ninja Two? Remember that one? Oh yeah, I have the both Shadow the of a Tear. Yes. That movie was fucking badass. I mean, the first Ninja was too. Well, the first Ninja was as well, but yeah. Ninja Two was so in tune with what an old school kung fu movie is. It was just wonderful. I enjoyed the hell out of that movie. Me too. Good movie. I, I bet anything they're going to make a part three at some point. It seems like he has his little niche that he does. You know. He does his things with, and I'm guessing that Ninja will be a another one pops up. Sweet. I hope it's called the Domination, and he has to fight some woman who's possessed by a oh, spirit thing. Oh, please. Please, movie gods, make it so. That would be fantastic. <laughs> Just work that in somehow. Oh. It doesn't matter. It doesn't have oh. to make sense. These Ninja movies don't. They. It, <laughs> I was so weird. I remember that year that... Maybe I'm wrong, but I, I feel like it was the same year that his Ninja movie came out was... The same year that the um, Wachowskis produced, uh, what was that ninja movie that they produced? That the, it was um, Ninja Assassin. Ninja Assassin, that, but that was the guy that made. Um, shit, what did he make? I just made you watch it on the roulette a little while ago. V for Vendetta. Uh, McTeague, J- James McAteague. Oh yes, yes. He directed that Ninja Assassin movie, and. I, didn't did those come out the same year? I feel like they yeah, came out the same year. Very, very close. And Ninja was way better, I thought. Oh, we we both were like super amped for Ninja Assassin and that movie. Aside from a couple of cool action scenes, that movie sucked. And yeah. then Ninja, the low budget direct quote unquote direct to video movie, ruled. I couldn't believe how good that movie was. I, as far as a kung fu whatever, yeah, know, throwback kind of thing. No, it was. I was totally surprised. I remember the acting was spotty, but then the action was just bonkers. Great movie. That's a good series. I would like to see more of those ninja movies or undisputed movies. I Again, I am a Scott Atkins fan. Keep them coming. I agree. And it seems like they've gotten better as they go. So uh, that's my hopes for a part four here. 
Okay. That was a nice little derail. You ready to go into recently watched? You're up first. Give us two, sir. If you wanted to go good, bad, bad, good. Okay. So it's um it's a Japanese samurai ghost type thing from Holy the sixties. Holy shit! I am in. Um. <laughs> oh, what is it called? Kukumara Kuka. Um. Oh, there it is. Okay, got it. Kuroniko. Can you spell it for me? K U R. O N. E K O. Got it. Uh, it's about uh, two women that are raped and killed by samurai soldiers, and they then reappear as vengeful ghosts um, who seduce and kill passing feudal tribal, feudal Japan samurai guys. And there's a there's an assassin type guy that is sent to. To stop them, and um, then the truth comes out as to who he is and who these women are, and all that stuff. It was directed by the guy that uh, made a movie called Oni Ona Baba. Yeah. Which, okay. Which I have heard of that movie. I have not heard of this one. I've but heard the, of uh, Hachi. I've heard of, what was that one called? Hachi: A Dog's Tale. I heard of that one too. Okay. So anyway, um, <laughs> anyway, so uh, this one here, I, I would like you to watch sometime because I'm very, very curious where you'd fall on this one. It is haunting and beautifully, beautifully shot. Um, the black and white works so well to make it feel like you're, oh, what's like it? Almost otherworldly, even though it's, there's not tons of characters in the movie, but it's, very one of those very artistic, well made, well acted, old school Japanese type movies. Does it um, qualify as horror? Yes, I think it does. Yeah, then drama drama horror it, is. Give it to me in October. I, I, okay. I, this will be a perfect one to break up all of the kind of middling yeah. garbage that I'm sure to watch. This actually would, but this actually would. There is. You don't have to sell me on this because there is something about uh, 60s, 70s uh, Japanese samurai films that is the look that you're talking about. I have seen plenty of these kinds of movies. You don't have to describe yeah. that to me. I know it's exactly awesome. what you're talking about. It's yeah. a feast for your eyeballs. Even in it movies where, that I watch and I'm like, eh, I didn't really care for the story, but I could just sit there and look at it. And it's just... Yeah, that's this Trample. movie. That is this movie. There are lots of fog, and I love like when there's you know, they're really using the smoke machines in in these movies. And again, with the black and white, and it's it's almost everything is in the woods. Um, it's a bit slow paced, even at ninety eight minutes, which is pretty good for one of these types of movies. But I, it's one that when it was done, I'm like, yeah, it's pretty good. But I've been thinking about it. A lot since I've I, seen it. I can't wait for the day when you watch Seven Samurai. One day. One day it's going to happen. Just sit down yeah. with the wife, plan it to be two nights because it's like a three-hour movie. Yeah. But holy Lord. <laughs> <laughs> I still have not seen it, and I will. I will watch that. Some, that's on a, that's my bucket list. I'm, uh, I know. I know. Anyway. So, anyway, good movie. Um, surprisingly, th- there's some pretty decent violence in it. Uh Considering the time it was made and they don't how... stick around, dude. No, they don't. I'm like, oh, there's a pretty grisly throat ripping out scene. 
Mm-hmm. So anyway, but uh, that gets a thumbs up, especially. And I knew there was there was going to be some artistic merit to it because Criterion put it out and it looks gorgeous. Uh, I have a lot of. I've got. I blind bought a couple of Criterion movies that are flaming pieces of shit. In my opinion, <laughs> like really, let's not forget that Armageddon and The Rock are Criterion movies. Yes, well, they are. Uh, yeah, there you go. Um. Okay, now let's go to the other end of the spectrum. Let's just get this done now. What happened to Monday? Oh, that he says, oh, okay. A yes. movie I will probably be reviewing next week. Okay, I um, I gave this zero stars because I could not finish it. I hated it that bad. I hated it that, that bad. And this is from the director of uh, Dead Snow 1 and 2 and the much-loved-by-me... Uh, Hansel and Gretel uh, Witch I Hunters. I had no idea he directed this. Yes, he directed this. This is a Netflix movie. And I, I, for, Let me just interject here real quick. Why that I don't believe any review of you that's not a full-out horror movie for the next couple of weeks because you are so busy and stressed at oh. work that... All that you, I know you, that all you want to watch right now is flat out horror. If it's not a horror movie, it's getting a fucking F. That's yeah, I, I mean, the thing is, you are pretty accurate there because <laughs> I want mindless Carnage. fun horror. Yes. And this two hours and three minutes. And actually, I turned it off at, I fast forwarded the last 30 minutes. Um, and when I say fast forwarded, I mean like the fastest speed of fast forward on my remote. Um, <laughs> That's Nudie. another reason I didn't put it on the roulette because I'm like he is so stressed out with everything else right now. Oh, I, I Lord. <laughs> it was so bad. No, I, it wasn't. <laughs> Numi Rapace was awful in this. She's playing seven roles or some oh, shit. Oh, I'm like, <laughs> I no, no. It, something about her being seven different siblings. And in the future, you're only allowed to have one sibling, or you're only have, allowed to have one kid, so uh, the kids are being shipped <laughs> off somewhere, and she's trying to figure out things that happen, and... There's, like, drama and mystery, and oh, nobody's oh. dying and heads ripping off, so fuck this yeah. movie to death. Oh, I got there, there, there is some violence in it, most of which is fake CGI blood splatter. <laughs> no. I mean, and, in fact, I was, at the beginning, I'm like, okay, Willem Dafoe has a little bit of a cameo here. Nice. Glenn Close is in it. Nice. I'm like, this feels kind of like a Netflix, like, all right, here we go. And then it went on. And on and on and on. And then when I'm like, okay, we're wrapping up now. And I'm like, 30, 30 minutes? F. You get an F. Because you can go to hell. The end. Okay. Oh, come on. You're overreacting a bit. Come on. I haven't seen it yet, though. I'll, I'll review it in a week or so. I, it's, it's a sci-fi thing. And yeah. as much as we like to bitch that there isn't a, a lot of horror on there, there's even less sci-fi. So there is. I, I tend to be overly forgiving, but we'll see. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll give it a watch and yeah. we'll see. And for what it's worth, I, I tried to watch this early in the morning. <laughs> but, uh, dear Lord, I hated this movie. I... Okay. Hated it. Okay. Oh, it's so. all right. All right. Well, I'm not discounting your review. I'm just. Yeah. <laughs> I'm curious what you. Yeah. I mean, now you're going to probably go in with relatively low expectations. You might like it, but man, I, I don't know why. I just, I really didn't like her acting in this, and I really enjoyed her acting in Prometheus. But here, it, it felt like she was cashing a check. 
Yeah. I could be uh, wrong. Can't, I don't can't know. be much of a check. It's a Netflix movie. Uh, exactly. I, I, I don't have uh, really high expectations for it either way because I, the premise seems cool, but I also am like, I'm more, I'm super sci-fi guy. I want spaceships and teleporters and laser swords and ray guns, all of that. And this movie is like, it's near future and you just can't have a lot of kids. Sci-fi. And I'm like, yes, yeah. that's this movie. Yeah. I, so I'm not like, holy shit, I got to see this. But the, the fact, fact that it's a Netflix original that bumped it up a smidge and knew me or She, I like her in everything pretty much I've seen her. And I, I don't know of anything I disliked her in. So yeah, we'll see. Yeah. I'll, yeah. I'll, give me a week or two and I'll come back with a review. Yeah. Take, take away some nifty, Futuristic computers, and this is set now. <laughs> yeah, background so, special effects. Yes, but yeah. that's sci-fi on a budget. That's okay. Yeah. Well, please watch it at some point. Uh, again, keep in mind it's two plus hours long. That's all right. <laughs> Says the guy who watches every freaking crappy uh, slasher movie ever made. <laughs> again and again and, and again and again and over. Yeah, just look at our Facebook page if you don't believe uh, that. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. I'll give it a shot. Okay. I'm going to... All done? Anything I'm done. Else I'm done. Okay. Yep. Go okay. For it. First round for me, I'm going to do a couple that I teased last week, and that is... First up is Split. And spoilers, if you have not... You, you've watched this movie. We've talked about yep. it before, yes. Yep. We, and we said we we're going to go full spoilers on this after I get around to watching it. Uh, I have got around to watching it, so full spoilers, if you have not seen Split, you might want to skip this review, just jump ahead a few minutes and you'll be done. But, ready, spoilers, three, two, one. Awesome, 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 he made a sequel, M. Night, almost going meta on what the internet knows about M. Night. And that is that all of his movies have a twist. Well, what's the twist going to be? Well, surprise, bitches. The twist here is that I made a sequel to Unbreakable, and I didn't tell you. (laughs) Yep. Loved it. Fantastic. Amazing. I love that. And here's the thing, too. I knew that going in because I read the spoilers on it. Because I've been off of the M. Night train for a little bit. So when people are like, oh, my God, you won't believe the ending. Oh, my God. And I was like, "Eh, what's the twist? It's actually a sequel to Unbreak. I was like, okay, holy shit, now I'm in. And I knew that it was just going to be a little cameo thing to tie it together. That's okay. Awesome. Loved it. And it was easy for me to love this because I love James McAvoy. Uh, James McAvoy is the British version of one of my best friends. He, I have a friend, looks identical to James McAvoy. He's not British, but he is his twin so every time I see him, I'm like, oh, yeah, there's Nate. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. Oh, well, you saw him at my bachelor party. You yeah. Met him. Yeah. His clone. So every time, and on top of that, I love James McAvoy and everything that he's been in pretty much. I, he, if he's in it, I'm automatically a little more forgiving of it. He's just one of those actors that for me is likable. It's easy for me to like a movie that he's in. So this, wow. I mean, one of the questions on, on true or false segment that, uh, one of the things that we've, you know, been doing or just started doing, one of them is, uh, fill in the blank will win an Oscar in their lifetime. And for me, you can put James McAvoy on that list. 
I yep. think he will win an Oscar in his lifetime. I think he's fantastic. I do too. He, I think he is similar to Ian McGregor in that he can he, he can go that line between train spotting and uh, fill in the blank, man. He can go to a rom-com and you just believe he's just a normal kind of regular guy. And then he can go be a heroin addict or he can go be Obi-Wan Kenobi, a uh, super upstanding, like almost borderline religious character. Like he can just jump between these roles eff- seemingly effortlessly. And I just buy it. I'm automatically in. He just sells it for me. So this was an acting clinic for him because of the split personalities that he had to play. And I thought it was interesting that M. Night didn't go like he has five personalities. He went like, no, he has 25 personalities. And he's bouncing around between them. And then in the third act, he totally pushes all the chips in with, oh, no, this is like almost supernatural shit. And yep. I watched another movie today that I probably won't get to uh, discussing tonight because I might uh, write a review of it for the Facebook page. But I watched another movie today that made me think of Split. And that it was another movie that almost twisted... No, it did. It did. It twisted a clinical disability into a superpower. Ooh. I mean, that's basically what he did in Split. Yeah. And I watched another movie that did it and what was it called? Or uh, oh, I, might, I guess I might as well. the accountant with uh, Ben Affleck. Really? That's oh yeah. His character in that movie is a high functioning autistic. I guess that's the way he described himself. Definitely has what m- most society right now would label as a disability. Hmm. Oh my god, I loved it. I don't. I don't, I don't know that you would as much, but just wait. And I, I, maybe I'll write a review of that. We'll see. Or if not, I'll talk about it in a later episode. But okay. I, I really love. That I, both of these movies did that, and I think that was fantastic. Both of them almost brought me to tears. Well, except for the fact that in Split he's a fucking villain. That that sucked, but <laughs> yeah, I thought it was really cool that they took the angle that this disability is actually a uh, like an X Men leap in evolution that we just don't understand yet, and so that society labels as a disability. So anyway, split thumbs up. I'm even more looking forward to part three of this, which is the next movie that he's making called uh, Mr. Glass or something. Oh, so there is like, is, is it being made now or that's the next movie he's making as far as I know. Wow. So is uh, Samuel Jackson back? Yep. Everybody's back. And McAvoy. Yep. And Bruce Oh, wow. Nice. Yeah, and I believe the synopsis was just released this week, and it's going to be uh, Bruce Willis hunting down uh, McAvoy's character while Samuel Jackson's character is, like, behind the scenes messing with things, trying to, I don't know, trying to steer them towards each other or something. I don't know. Wow, that's awesome. Nonetheless, I'm in. Let's move on. I, okay. Uh, Arrival. This is uh, the one that came out last year. With the, uh, not the Arrival, but Arrival. And I, what did you think of it? I, I think you were kind of meh on it. This is the, what was his name? What's his name? He's making Blade Runner, the new Blade Runner movie. Uh, Villano. Yeah. Um, Denny uh, Villano yeah. or something, yeah. Yeah, Denny yeah. Uh, I liked it. Uh, I'm not sure why I, I it didn't 
uh, affect me quite like it did some people as far as did just that emotionally devastating ending. I'm like, wait, what? Okay. Um, all right. It was good, but not great for me, I guess. I would say, I mean, I, okay, so I've watched it, and I would say that, uh, I'm not going to go for full spoilers on this one. I'm just going to be vague and we'll move on because we're okay. spending way too much time on this, but on my first round. But, um, I would say this movie is great. I wouldn't go masterpiece, but I will say great. Uh, will I watch it again? Boy, not anytime soon. Cause this is the opposite of a happy movie. Oh, I know. And unfortunately you don't know it until the very end, but, uh, holy damn. Did you make a sad ass movie? And I don't mean that quality-wise. You made a high-quality film with a very experimental kind of script and a and a lot of uh, frightening ideas. Ah, is that the right word? That's not the right word. Uh, I, frightening, I, I want to say dangerous, not dangerous, but just challenging. That's the word. Challenging is a good word. Challenging yep. ideas. Man, uh, maybe it's more acceptable or more easily accessed by a non-parent. But as a parent, this is a fucking horror show. Of yes, it is. And my God, I, I don't think I can go down. I'll watch it again someday, but holy shit. This was, this, this was like, Hey, let's watch our kids get thrown in a van and, and, and taken away and murdered. <laughs> and it's like, that has nothing to do with the actual movie. I'm not, I'm not spoiling anything with the movie, but. My God, and and very challenging way that they edited it too. That but when you watch the whole thing, as, when you review it as a whole, that was the best way to tell this story. It really was the best way to tell it. But at the same time, I'm going, why the hell would anybody want to tell a story like this just for fun? Like this isn't fun. This is horrible. This makes me sad, and you don't have to do that. Not in a Saving Private Ryan real, or a uh, Holocaust movie kind of, like, real story that needs to be told that people need to remember. It's just, like, sad kid died story kind of thing. It's like, why? Yes. Damn it! Yeah. Uh, it was very brilliant the way that you put this movie together, which seems to be uh, uh, the way that Dennis Villeneuve puts together his movies because I I can't argue with the artistry at hand. He does a fantastic job. Well, what was it? Prisoners did a fantastic I job. Loved Prisoners. Kept loved you, that. Kept movie. you questioning everything they do all the way to the end. That is editing artistry. Wonderful, but fuck me. Do you have to keep killing kids in all of your movies, dude? <laughs> I, I, come on, knock it off. Yeah, that's uh, uh, that's one of those those pressure points to where it's like ah, I can get you, I can get you on that one. Yeah, you totally can. It's a Spielberg trope too. He likes to have kids in peril. And yep, older I get with having my kids and stuff, it's like yeah, it's not entertainment to me. Yeah, <sighs> I think that was my problem with the movie. It was beautifully shot, well acted. Special effects were great, but at the end of the day, I'm like, this is just sad. Just the Incredibly whole way through, like, constructed. The editing yeah. on that movie, it deserved an Oscar. I don't even know if it was up for it, but it deserved it. Because uh, I was like, 
why are you showing me these things? Obviously, this is the past. And then they built up to it. They did a time transfer kind of thing. And then you understood why what was going, why the kid got sick and what was going on and what was going on. Yeah. I guess, yeah, maybe, maybe I spoiled it there. Sorry. Yeah, it's fine. I mean, it's like the opening 15 minutes of the movie that the kid dies. But yeah. then they explain why and how along the way. And then you're like, fuck. Yeah. <sighs> and it's constantly that. It's constantly like, oh. And, and, and the worst part is, I can't argue with her decisions. The, the yeah. way that she, I, I would, I would have done what she did too. I can't debate what she did because I would have done the same thing. And it's all, it's a, it's a total, oh, you're a parent? Uh, fuck you. Here you go. And it's, oh, <laughs> <sighs> maybe I need to make my parents watch that movie. Anyway. Uh, okay. <laughs> I, maybe they'll like it. I, uh, anyway, I would say it's a great film. I just don't know if I'll ever watch it again. Yeah, I, me too. I, maybe sometime down the road because I like that director, but <sighs> it was so good. It was very unique. It, I, you know what? We always complain. It's the same old cliche shit that you see all the time of A, B, C, D. It wasn't that. I'll, I'll give them that. It, it, it sure as shit wasn't that. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Back to you. Okay. Yeah. And by, by the way, for that movie, I, I, I was, I like going into that movie, I was, and I shouldn't have been, but I was expecting something more somewhat cookie cutter-ish, like like a higher end cookie cutter-ish with the, okay, the aliens, here they come, and what, what do they want? And special effects and good acting, and it, it'll be fine. And it was not that, it was something totally different. So, you mean, Maybe it's uh, one of those things that we look back in, in like 10 years and we're like, you know what? That, screw all our complaints. All our complaints were misinformed and unfounded because we just were not, expect our expectations were not what we, not what we thought. Yeah. Okay. Good discussion, though. That was, I was very curious what you thought of that movie and, like, if you, if, you know. Oh, I'll give it a high grade, but I'm not, am I going to watch it again? Yeah. Back to you. Okay. Oh, Lord. Now we, we have wasted in. so much time, and it's my fault. I'm blabbing on way too long about these movies. It's just, <laughs> I've built them up for so long, and I <laughs> wanted to, ch- I have lots of thoughts. Let's. Yeah. Let's let's take our middle round here and burn through bullshit. So shit that you don't have sh- t- much to talk about, just get it out of the way. Rapid fire, middle okay. round. And then last round, we'll talk about stuff that we have actual thoughts on. Okay. And first up in uh, that regard is, uh, I, I know I've talked about this movie already on the show, so I'm just going to say that I watched it again, and that is Lucio Fulci's 1987 Enigma. And this is one that my name is attached to because I helped contribute to its remastering. And uh, snail rape is a good thing. And I give it a thumbs up. Moving on. Next up is... <laughs> Alien... Uh, Ch- <laughs> I can't imagine future Eric isn't going to put that as the opening of the show. <laughs> <laughs> I Next probably up- did the last time you were... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, Next up is Alien... Two, the number two, on Earth. Have you heard of this movie? Of course you have not. No, I heard of Aliens. Yeah. Now, this is Alien 2 on Earth, directed by Chiro Ippolito, also known as Sam Cromwell. Um, <clears throat> spaceship lands on Earth, blah, 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 spelunking happens, creatures that are actually kind of puppety type things, gory, uh, head explosion-y type things, Italy, yep. Um, you did not talk me out of that movie. 
<laughs> Score? Okay. It was shit, but it was, it was tasty shit. Um, <laughs> you're like, it was complete shit, but it was better than what happened to Monday. Oh, oh, yes. This is, this is <laughs> crowning achievement in cinematic art. Um, it makes literally no sense. Like there's a bowling alley scene where they're talking about not sure what, but they're talking and then they're spelunking and aliens and then the world gets taken over, I think. And this sounds uh, like a movie. One of your crap fest movies I watched recently. What was that? Sp- uh, Contaminant. Underwater, uh, submarine, and aliens. Oh, yeah, that's J.P.'s... Uh, yeah, Simon, uh, Yeah, Pieces, uh, Endless Descent. Yeah. The, or The Rift. Or there what, you go, yes. The Rift. Yes. The Rift was better than this. This is Z-grade stuff here uh, from... Oh, apparently from not. Lo- apparently, uh, what happened to Monday is Z-grade. So this is yes. Z-plus grade. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, made in 1980 and obviously trying to cash in on just the name of Alien because th- this has nothing to do with Alien at all. But it's Alien 2, so it's Ridley Scott's Alien on Earth, but not that, and Italy and gore and padding and spelunking, and I own it. Okay. Back. Oh, that's why it's getting a, th- a Z plus grade, is because you bought this piece of shit probably from Europe. Uh, actually, this one here, the company that released this was a Midnight Video, and they released precisely one movie on Blu-ray. And guess what that movie was? Oh, Alien 1, not yeah. on Earth. <laughs> or Alien 2 on Earth, the end. <laughs> so and they well didn't sell enough, so they went out of business, and then the rest of these were offloaded. I picked up a copy, now they're out of print, as is the company, and blah, 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 and... Collector nonsense. <laughs> well, I like that their whole entire company was based on the release of one Blu-ray. Alien 2 on Earth, yes. Yeah. I think they I think they printed 40,000 copies. I'm like, really? 40,000? Co- we've got like <laughs> like Vinegar Syndrome and some other companies doing like a thousand copy runs. I'm like, wow, that's that's awesome. So Alien the, 2 on Earth. warehouse, there are 39,000 copies of this. Yes. <laughs> Oh, just oozing red paint and bad dubbing. Okay. Go, I, I love it. Uh, want another one? Go ahead. <laughs> oh, tell, oh tell me I, more. Can, I can certainly spew more garbage. Um, this is the garbage round. Oh, oh, do I have garbage? Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, I'm, let's get this one done. Here's a birthday present that my, my great wife got me because I asked for it. And ask and ye shall receive the great alligator. Yeah, that's gonna be good. Um, <laughs> so, The Great Alligator is directed by uh, Sergio Martino, who I really, really like. He made one of the best giallos of all time, Torso. It Torso mm. is fantastic. This, however, is not. This is uh, I. This is a code red. Released, by the way, which, no surprise. 1979, it's an hour and a half long that feels like five hours? Yeah, five hours. Um, Jaws, but Jaws, but not, because it's just people walking around an island and talking, and then the gods are angry, I think, and therefore there's an alligator that... Sometimes and the alligator is a kid's toy floating in the bathtub. 
George Eastman wrote it. That's cool. Um, wow. Why? Why is that cool? Because George Eastman is—he's a badass, right? Hey, <laughs> George Eastman. Oh, he actually—he's Luigi Montefiore. Yes. Um, okay. Anyway. So anyway, it goes on and on and on, and there's island people that do things and dancing and. It, uh, is there a great alligator in the movie? There is, but the alligator is a toy in the water. It it is the prob well, yeah, I've seen some pretty bad You're going to watch it again. Oh, I own it on Blu-ray, but <laughs> <laughs> so it goes without saying. It's like, yes. Uh, but I'm I'm trying to think of a worse jaws ripoff than this, and I am right now having a hard uh, time Blood finding Wake. It. Wasn't that one of my early roulettes? That was one of your roulettes. Yeah, yeah. Was- watch that one where the alligator fake puppet hand just randomly will slap down in mud and frame and then that's the alligator. It's like, "Huh? What?" what? That sounds Pretty cool compared to this. Oh, I defy you to watch that movie. <laughs> Blood Wake. Get on it. Oh, yeah. So anyway, it was uh, utter garbage that I will never sell. Back I'm seriously tempted at this point to set up a website that I'm a a, a, a new independent uh, company releasing hidden gems, and I'm going to author a Blu-ray of Blood Wake and see if I can get you to buy it. <laughs> Not because I really want to rip you off or anything. I just want to force you to watch it. Because if I own it on Blu-ray, I'll watch it. Oh, God. God. No. Oh. I still remember that review. That review was one for the ages. Epic. Yeah. It went on and on and on because you made me watch that movie. <laughs> if and you ever want to borrow I... The Great Alligator, I have it on Blu-ray. It is region region A and I, do I not. would love for you to endure that. I do not. Do not put that on my October list or any list or anything. I don't, no, no. Yeah. Watch Blood Week. It is. <laughs> okay. Now I'm done with shit. Now. Okay. I'll, uh, I'll do three quickies that won't take much time. They're not all shit, but <clears throat> they won't take much time. First up is a movie called. Duh, duh, duh. No, I'm not going to, I'm not going to give you the title. I want you to guess the title based on the actors involved because if you can, I will be shocked and amazed. Will you watch The Great Alligator if I guess it? Yes. Yes, I will. Oh, it's on. Okay. Are you ready? Yep. Antonio Banderas. Morgan Freeman. Robert Forrester. Uh, Tom Hardy. Rada Mitchell. What? Oh, yeah. I know, right? Uh, 2009. What? <laughs> Dude, there's literally, literally no chance. <laughs> um, X versus Sever or whatever? No, that's Lucy uh, Lou. No. I, yeah, wow, you got me on that one. Okay. Thick as Thieves. I have never heard of that. Nor has anybody else. A veteran thief recruits a younger crook to help him pull off one final job in order to repay his debt to the Russian mob. Heist movie with that cast? Sound good? Yeah. Oh, heck yeah. Yeah, you could do far worse. It was fine. This is rapid fire round, so I'm going to go quick. But uh, yeah, you could do far worse. This was entertaining. I dug it. It is not great. It's not awful. It's fairly predictable. It's got a couple of scenes that are laughably bad. It's got a couple of scenes that are pretty sweet. 
It's got a, uh, do you know heist movies? How heisty movies have heisty people in them who, uh, double, triple, quadruple cross each other. Yes. And then yes. somehow somebody comes out with the, the gold egg or the painting or whatever the fuck. And then, every, and then at the end, everybody explains it to the audience and you're like, ah, ha, ha, you got me. Heisty thing. Yep. That's this movie. But with a decent cast, so you don't have much to lose. It's it's fine, and that's, that's basically the review for Thick as Thieves. It's fine. Did it get a theatrical release? I have no idea because I never heard of it. It's wow. In two thousand nine, it couldn't. It was even direct to video a thing in two thousand nine. Maybe it, you know what? That might have still been kind of in the thick of the uh, blockbuster era. So it might have got a direct to blockbustery kind of release. Oh, and yeah. it had a, it had another name too, like Code Red or something. No, I'm not even joking. I I think that might have been the. Hold on, let me see here. And that's the problem too, because Thick as Thieves, there's like twelve movies that have that title. I have never never heard of that movie. Oh, there's an Alec Baldwin movie from '98. There's the Code. That was the other title. And I'll bet if I showed you the... Hold on, let me see if I can... Let me see if I can find you a screenshot of the cover, because I swear this is one that I saw on um, DVD rental shelves. Can you see that at all? Yeah, I can. Mm -hmm. That's one that I swear I saw that on, like, like family video and shit. Like, oh! Oh, Antonio Banderas. And then, yeah, all right, maybe that's a movie. And then I never got around to writing it. Well, I watched it. Okay. Fine wife movie. Let's put it that way. Okay. A Million Ways to Die in the West. Oh. Now, I'm a fan of Family Guy and Seth MacFarlane and all that jazz, but I have not been a fan of his movies thus far, as far as Ted. Agreed. Wow. Did that... Uh, uh, yep, I'm, agreed. I'm I'm a pretty easy sell on Family Guy shit, and I know it's the lowest of the low Beavis and Butthead humor. I don't care. I, I Beavis and Butthead, I love that shit. The, so this is very funny to me. Uh, Ted, I didn't, I wouldn't say I hated it, but it was a real kind of close. I expected way more from him in his theat first. Was that his first theatrical release? I believe so. Ted was, yeah. yeah. Meh to the max. Same here. Yep, agreed. Way too long. It got way too syrupy, sappy. No, not funny. No, I just didn't care for it at all. So I had no expectations for this movie, and from the reviews I had from my friends, I especially. Those reviews went, uh, my expectations went even lower. This movie was freaking hilarious. I, I, this movie had me crying. What? I completely loved this movie. This was the movie that I was hoping Ted would be. And it was, uh, I, 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 this movie completely worked for me. The reason I didn't watch this movie was because of Ted. Because I, I, I thought, oh, maybe I just like Seth MacFarlane TV. Maybe I just need small, episodic bits of him because it can even be overwhelming when it's just that. It's like, all right, I get your shtick. It can be a little much. But this one, uh, dude, I'm so glad I dived on this movie. Have you watched it yet? I have not yet. Oh, my God. I thought you saw this movie. Uh, Dude, you 
you gotta watch this. This, this is the shit. This is what Ted should have been. It's just quick hit. Bam, 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 bam. Joke, 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 joke. Move on. It's kind of spoofy. Not in the way that, um, Hell Baby is. It's more rapid fire. And it's just it, that, that family guy. What makes family guy work? Where it's like, Quick joke, move on, don't pay much attention, lots of gory deaths. Holy Ooh. shit. I like that. I mean, I mean fucking gross. There are times where I'm like, gross, ew, holy shit, that was gross. And he is so damn funny in this movie, and it's chock full of cameos. I couldn't believe the amount of cameos in this movie. It was awesome. I, I'm not like... It was awesome. So I, I bend over backwards, sucking this thing's dick, and then I got to reel it back in. It's like, hey, it's not the funniest comedy ever made. It's just... I'm, uh, surprisingly... If, yeah, if you were disappointed by Ted and you're a fan of Family Guy, then I think that you'll enjoy this movie. Give it a shot. Don't don't bail just because of Ted. Okay. Excellent. One more that I teased uh, with the commentary track. Nightmare on Elm Street 2, Freddy's Dead. <laughs> oh, yeah. We have a long, sordid history with this movie. Uh, this was my very first watch, and I put it off for many years because you told me this movie was shit. And then you turned around and told me that, no, this movie is awesome. And I was like, I did. I'm sorry that I listened to past Eugene and I didn't get around to watching it, but past Eugene apparently is a son of a bitch and didn't want me to watch this movie. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so my first go around with this, I gotta say, I didn't have any problem with this movie. It was fine. It was, it was good. Did I love it? Was it the greatest thing ever? No. Will it make it into my top Freddy movies ever? I don't know, because I think I'm going to go on a Freddy tear in October and finish watching that series just to have the review file. I don't know how many I've seen past four. I know I've seen a few, but I think that I... I think that it was dodgy, and I fast-forwarded, and I skipped, and they're not very memorable... And a lot of them after four are shit, except for New Nightmare. And so, I, I don't know. I just know that they count as horror movies, and I'm going to watch them so that I have the file in my collection. You should. I'm going to. I love rate, part two. I love part two. Part two is better than most of my memories of the ones after four. Yeah. I part totally enjoyed it. it. It has a lot of things going for it, like an extreme fantastical style. And uh, storyline where right, right from the beginning, they're on a bus and they're trapped over the pits of hell on these pillars and shit. And it's giant, you know, uh, giant, it's giant miniatures. Yes. Because that makes sense. Giant miniatures. It, it's giant miniatures on pillar. I don't know. It worked. I I dug it. It creeped me out at times. Uh, not as much as it would have if I had watched it when it came out. But yeah. it was cool. I dug it. I I, I like that they went they me. went in a, in a different direction from part one, and it has a bit of the nightmare logic. Like what's going on? I don't quite get it, which is probably unintentional. But uh, it, it this was right before they really started to get cheesy. With and granted, part two has its cheesy moments, but it wasn't that mid to late eighties glam rock feel type thing that really began with part three and hit its stride with part four. Part two is still still in that golden era of earlier 80s horror movies that I just love. I totally agree. And one of the things with this movie that everybody says, you included, it's the gay one, the gay gay, super gay, 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 gay. 
And so I was expecting, like, tons of gay innuendo. There's, like, what, the gay coach who says kind of gay things? And other than that, I was, like, I was expecting a lot more. Oh. And I know that comes off as um, sounding disappointed. Uh, don't know what that says about yeah. me as a there person was no, sexually, there was no, but... I know there was no beach volleyball, and I wish there would have been. I do wish there would have been, but... I will go out on that limb and say that Top Gun was more gay than Nightmare on Elm Street yeah. 2. And I would not argue that at all. <laughs> I didn't have any problem with... I mean, well, didn't have a... That, that gay coach, a rapey gay. I, oh, I don't yes, need rapey was... gay. It, that was, was weird. It was it was kind he, of yeah. off putting. But uh, just the, as far as the <laughs> from an eighties sensibility of it's gay, it wasn't that gay? It wasn't Top Gun gay. Yeah. So whoop de do. Did you like the the scene where Freddie bursts out of uh, his buddy in the bedroom? That was that was a great effect. I thought. Well, give me a break. I've seen it once, and this viewing was well two months ago. So okay. <laughs> I've saved this review back. Yeah. Uh, uh, anyway, there's the shit round. Back to you. We got 15 minutes. Let's get one more round in of good stuff or shit you actually want to talk about. Whatever. What's going on right now at uh, at the theater is uh, we are showing a uh, newly remastered version of Suspiria, Dario Argento's Suspiria. This has been years in the making, literally years in the making. Uh, I actually have the UK Blu-ray release of this movie, which supposedly the color timing is not accurate. And the, the Blu-ray that I have looks great. Uh, I will say though, having watched that Blu-ray numerous times, it's uh, very pinkish and you've seen Suspiria. So this is a very vibrant type movie the way Argento <laughs> filmed it. Might be the most vibrant color palette movie of all time. Yes. Yeah, it, exactly. Especially with, with all of the reds going on. Well, the Blu-ray, while it does look great, uh, seems to be very much on the pinkish, almost oversaturated look. Um, having said that, for the longest time, that was the way to watch it because that was it. Well, uh, Synops has now completed their years-in-the-making remaster of Suspiria in 4K. And we are one of three theaters in the United States that are getting this movie this weekend. So when this episode comes out, we're one of the first three to get this movie. It is going to be rolling out through the next month and a half uh, in various theaters throughout the United States uh, before its Blu-ray release. But I jumped on booking this movie early because I wanted to be one of the first. Um, having said that, that leads me to my review of Dario Argento's Deep Red because I'm kind of on a, on a classic Argento tear uh, because of Suspiria, which is not quite his masterpiece. Uh, my favorite Dario Argento movie is Tenebrae, but uh, Suspiria Ugh. is right there uh, next to it. And just slightly lesser than that is uh, Deep Red, which is his first more graphic giallo after his Animal Trilogy in the early 70s, which is kind of a kind of an Italian version of what basically Alfred Hitchcock. It was basically he did three movies in the early 70s that were Italian Alfred Hitchcock type movies. Well, not 
nearly as graphic as he would get towards the late 70s and into the 80s. Well, Deep Red was his first foray into, like, gory, giallo, slasher-type stuff. And rewatching this, um, again, uh, you've seen this movie. I have. I, I really like Deep Red. I thought it was oh. a fantastic mystery thriller. Yes. I know it's a slasher, but it still, it, it plays more like a mystery movie to me, which is in, in the best possible way, because it, yep. it doesn't <clears throat> keep you so in the dark that there's no chance of you figuring it out, but it also gives you, <sighs> It gives you enough clues along the way, but you still have to kind of wait and see what they tell you. Yep. I complain about this all the time on the show, that I hate it when it's so mysterious or they so paint it as it could be anybody that you just, there's no hope of figuring it out. It's a common complaint that I have with slasher movies that, oh, we just have to sit back and wait till they tell us who it is because there's no way of telling. Yeah. And I don't think it falls into that trap. Yeah, it doesn't. I mean, as far as Argento goes, I still... Off the top of my head, because I'm constantly confusing him and other Italian direct directors, but off the top of my head, I would say Suspiria number one, Deep Red number two, and yeah, the uh, rest. <laughs> what's what's? Uh, oh, you liked Phenomena, didn't you? I love Phenomena. I, I ah, see that would might even tie for number two. I ah, but Deep Red <laughs> makes more sense, so I'd probably it does, put that at number yes. three. Um. And then I would put uh, Tenebre at Movie Freaks episode number two hundred. Yes, it will. Yep, that's I that's love where I put it. Tenebre. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I but I hated echo- Tenebre. I hated it. Uh, For now, anyway, we'll see what go, you say. Go ahead. On, I, yeah, I'm. Have you watched this? So this transfer of Suspiria, though, that's this weekend. That is coming out on Friday the 25th, yes. I'll share your post on the Facebook page. Yeah, please do. Please do. We only have three showings of the movie. I was really hoping to sneak up there and surprise you with an appearance by your co-host to ah. watch that movie on there. But uh, I don't I don't know if that'll be able to happen this this fucking week. No, I understand. Yeah, it's, Back to it's, school shit. But. I, I'm actually hoping that I can personally make it up there. Now, obviously, I will be preparing the movie for our crowds, but uh, so I might be able to watch it myself, but I would love to see it with a crowd. Well, you're going to watch it at some point, on, right? Yes. I mean, you've got the yes. movie. Yes. Okay. Um, uh, but anyway, supposedly this new remaster from, you know, Vault uh, Materials from Italy is going to be a sight to behold, but I can't wait to see it. Uh, but Deep Red, uh, and I, I echo what you said as far as it's not too confusing and it's not like we're not going to like it. There's no way you can figure it out because I love even my wife, by the way, watched Deep Red with me uh, the first time way back in the day. And she actually enjoyed it for what it was. She does not like horror movies, but she enjoyed this and she really dug the twist, not twist, but just like the reveal. She was like, oh, wow, that was now that was good. That was good how they it really plays out like a a episode of Columbo or uh, an Agatha... Agatha Christie? Agatha yeah, it Christie does. Agatha story or something. It, it really is a mystery movie. Yeah. And then when you find out, well, especially how they reveal the killer, I'm like, that was brilliant. And it still works. I, I know how it goes. And they... I don't want to say any spoilers for those that haven't watched the movie because it really is cool how they do it. But 
when you watch it on repeat viewings, you're like, oh, gotcha. I see how blah, 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 you know, this, this, and this added up to what you see towards the end. But it is such a great movie. And what's odd is that this one here, uh, like this Suspiria coming out, Code, or not Code, uh, Arrow did a 4K remaster of Deep Red here about maybe not quite a year ago. I have not watched that version. I have the Blue Underground release of this, and it looks phenomenal. And I this was years ago that I bought that Blu-ray, so I cannot imagine how this new version of Deep Red looks, which makes me all giddy for the Suspiria re-release, and I'm geeking out over <laughs> this is my this is like what I am like passionate about is remastering these old movies and like as the times go on, like Blu-ray is the best thing. Well, actually, no, now, like, re-re-remastering in 4K is, uh, on film print, it, it's amazing the quality that these movies were shot in way back in the day that they can now look just vibrant. Yep. So, anyway. And, and if any anybody's films deserve to look vibrant, it's Argento's. Especially his, in the 70s, his, yep. His, his color palette that he used was yeah. crazy. Yeah, and nothing. By the way, nothing tops Suspiria with his color palette. Suspiria is his masterpiece in that weird nightmarish type. Like you're watching a nightmare unfold. That is easily his best uh, best shot movie, I think. But for entertainment purposes, Tenebrae probably wins it for me. But I'm a trash film lover. Back to yeah. you. Oh, you're fine. It's all right <laughs> to be wrong. Okay, let's do a. Uh... <laughs> uh, that's gonna be it for this episode. I, I've got oh, other things really? to talk about, but no, I've got I've got other things to talk about, but they're not worth wasting time at this point in the evening. Let's just uh, do a coming soon, and we'll wrap this up. Uh, coming soon reviews of Assassin's Creed Life 2016 Life, not the uh, Martin Lawrence comedy Life or, or the BBC documentary thing. Yes, eleven twenty two sixty three. And The Defenders Season 1. Oh, also... Hold on. What did I watch today? The Accountant and Collide. Collide. Yeah. Another movie nobody's ever heard of. By what? Huh. Yeah. Sir Anthony Hopkins. Nicholas Holt. The, uh... uh, I can't remember her name. The girl from Rogue One. Rooney Mara? No, no, the girl. <laughs> no, 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 no. The main girl from Rogue One. Okay, she's in it too. Yeah, I've never heard of that movie. Yeah, neither has anybody else, but uh, it exists, and I will review it at some point in the future. Uh, coming soon from you, sir. I am going to be reviewing on next episode David Lynch's Blue Velvet and Eraserhead on Criterion Blu-ray. I own Eraserhead and have never seen it. You've never seen Eraserhead, really? Uh-uh. I've only ever seen half of uh, Blue Velvet. I, I th- those are two that just have slipped off. I, I just haven't watched them. I, I've, I, you know me, my obsessive compulsive. I'm like, oh, I'm feeling a a David Lynch kick coming on. I'm like, well, I've only watched Eraserhead once because I've watched Mulholland Drive several times, and especially. Uh, Lost Highway. That's probably the one that I've watched most from him. But I'm like, what about his ones that I haven't seen as much? Blue Velvet. I've watched that once, probably on VHS. And Eraserhead was, I think, VHS or no DVD. But it was so long ago, I don't remember much of it. So I'm like, okay, 
Time for a doubleheader of those. I'm still waiting for a, a Stanley Kubrick kick of your favorite director to... No. Because you didn't Lennon watch that Barry Lyndon. Lolita? Yeah. Yeah. Barry, Barry, hey, Lolita's good. I've, I own that. It's good shit. Those are the Barry two Lyndon. I have not seen. I know. I, I need to, but I'm like, oh, they're long. Especially Barry Lyndon. Yeah, oh, yeah. That movie's endless. Lolita's a good movie, though. It's not. I don't think that one's excessively long. But Barry Lyndon, good luck with that. Okay, and last but not least is another Code Red title called Ghost Keeper from where Eric is from, Canada, eh? Back to hey, you. my people. <laughs> <laughs> it'll Fantastic. be great, right? Yeah. Of course it will. Yes. It may not be. It may it may not be great, but it'll be fair. And I'm Eugene Weaver. <laughs> and I'm embarrassed. Good night. I'll see you. No, wait. We can't end this like this. What was the good joke there? It may not be good, but it will be. There's a good punchline right there. Just just hang on. Well, it may not be good, but it'll be friendly or at least you'll have health care. I don't know. <laughs> oh... I have I I literally don't know where that came from, but <sighs> this is gonna. I, I have to <laughs> just start eating because no, I, I, that's I easier to edit than this bullshit. Crinkle, <laughs> yeah. crinkle, oh, good, prinkle. good. Yep, more of that. Yeah. Why can't we have an ending where we start laughing about a uh, obscure, weird movie company title from back in the VHS days that we were like. <laughs> What? That's the actual title, and we both start laughing until we cry, and then we end the show. <laughs> <sighs> well, it may not be good, but it'll at least be more maple syrupy, I guess. Sure, sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. Crinkle. Crinkle, crinkle. <laughs> I can't get you to stop eating on the show. Good night, everybody. All right. Until yeah. next time. See you. Bye. listening.